Hello and welcome to Everything is Black and White Podcast. I'm Andrew Musgrove, joined here by Lee Ryder and Chris Woff. It is Monday the 3rd of June um, and we're going to start with a takeover talk um, or lack of it really over the weekend. We know over in the Middle East the weekend the, brings kind of close down so there's not much business if any goes on. Um, of course, and there's a religious celebration as well, which I believe comes to a close in the next few days. But Lee, no news is good news, would you say? I think all you can do really is is, is try to look forward and see what happens next. And from Mike Ashley's point of view, we can check a lot of things. And from the UK end, basically Newcastle are still waiting for money to be deposited into Mike Ashley's account that hasn't happened as yet Mike Ashley is sitting back and he's waiting for for the whole thing to play itself out and yeah he's he's a businessman he's got you know form for you know going head to head with some big figures to get the deals that he wants and until he sees the money then I just cannot see this um, thing progressing Chris for Newcastle fans for reporters for Rafa Benitez, I mean, how frustrating is it that Newcastle United are still silent on this uh, scenario? Well, the whole situation that Newcastle are in at the moment is frustrating, even by their standards. And the fact that usually there's uncertainty at St. James's Park, but this summer is just ramped up five notches. I mean, the fact that we had the Benitez situation to begin with, that's dragged on longer than we thought. And now the whole uncertainty over the takeover scenario, the claims that are being made by the Bin Zayed group. All we've had from Newcastle United is the confirmation that Bin Zayed group have spoken with Mike Ashley and that they they are a genuine group. So the statements have come from our genuine, but there's the veracity of the contents of those statements, we just don't know really. They've made claims Newcastle haven't confirmed or denied them. The Premier League haven't confirmed or denied them. Our understanding from speaking to other people is that, yes, a price has been agreed, but that's the situation that we're in. The bid hasn't followed. You can agree a price, but then a bid is different. You've got to draw up a long contract. It'll have loads of provisions within it. They've got to produce the money and the funds. My understanding is that as much as they say about the owners and directors test, that hasn't begun yet either. So really, we're in a strange situation whereby it's claim and counterclaim. And for, for, for supporters, it's very frustrating, particularly seen as the initial story, and I'm not trying to knock anyone, but the initial story said that the club had been sold. We're now eight days on from that and the club hasn't yet been sold. And so I think that's one of the reasons why supporters got so excited about this and instead they've had eight days where really other than the two statements which came out on the Monday and the Wednesday the story hasn't been able to move on any further and as Lee says until an actual bid follows an official bid follows we're in a sort of limbo situation well indeed one man who has kept his uh, opinions relatively quiet until this weekend um, as Rafa Benitez obviously he's been over in Madrid watching his former side Liverpool lift the Champions League he uh, spoke to the Liverpool Echo he spoke to a couple of outlets in Italy, um, also booked to ITV as well. Um, it's it's the latter two we're interested in. Peter Smith from ITV Scotland said Benitez was in the dark over these takeover talks and also, quite interestingly, did consult a close friend over the possibility of taking the Celtic job. And in the Italian press, you know, he has hinted that he doesn't really know... He's, he's open to the possibility of, of returning to Sarri. Does that worry you, really? I think he's going to keep his, his options open all the time when asked about his about other countries and other leagues and 
Celtic is probably a job he could probably do any time later in his career. As same with going to China, I think he could do that later in his career. Uh, he knows that Newcastle is the possibly the biggest offer on the table for him financially at the moment. Um, I know the Roma job will not pay anywhere near as good as that, and none of the other Italian clubs he's been linked with can pay that. Celtic certainly can't pay that. Um, obviously, they've got a man. They've sorted their manager now anyway, so they've obviously had an answer, whether it's indirectly or, or directly, we don't know. Um, but what what does Rafa Benitez do next? He has to basically consider whether he can deal with the structure at Newcastle United the way it is, because um, it's not going to change. Mike Ashley's not going to budge. He's not going to give him extra flexibility on the big transfers um, in terms of spending money as well and also the academy he hasn't really got much progress on doing things differently there obviously there will be new positions coming in but that was going to take place anyway and like Rafa kind of distanced himself from some bits of that but he certainly won't be getting the big cash injection in the academy that, that he wanted to get so really now he has to consider does he take Newcastle on and continue having a wheel and deal uh, that that seems to be his only option really Chris what did you make of the reports in the Italian press after they spoke to Benitez about his future I was taken aback I don't necessarily think he's helped the situation although he may argue that he should have got some of the assurances he wanted and then he wouldn't have had to prolong it into the last 27 days of his contract or whatever it was strange because to Sky Sports Italia he basically said my thoughts are with Newcastle suggesting that he would stay but then uh, he was speaking to I think it was Kelsio Mercato and was basically saying that last summer he had an approach from Napoli to go back there and at the time he had his contract with Newcastle he wanted to honour he wanted to stay in England whereas now the possibilities are open it's strange it just adds more confusion to to the situation just really adds to, to the tension that Newcastle fans have already felt and it's would they just want some sort of answer, Newcastle fans, on something, on one of the big questions going on, because all of this affects transfers, it affects everything else, and it just seems as a stasis at St. James's Park. The takeover situation doesn't look like it's going to be resolved imminently, because if the Binzai group are to, to continue this going forward, it's going to take time for them to get through the Premier League owners and directors test and whatnot. So they're not going to take over in the next week or two. So the likelihood is that we need it has to be the decision over Rafa Benitez now as Lee has reported over the last few days basically the discussions have, have seemingly reached a conclusion now it's just the offer is in front of Benitez can he take it or not I understand from his point of view he, he is probably weighing up whether he wants to on the restrictions there are but it'd just be nice for fans to, to, to have that little bit of reassurance about something and hopefully that's that Benitez stays and I guess it probably hasn't helped Lee that he watched Liverpool lift the Champions League. Um, he was asked towards the end of last season whether he wanted to compete in the Champions League again. He, he said, you know, I, I, I would like to. And then being there, watching that final kit, it wasn't the greatest final by any stretch, but watching Liverpool lift it again um, for the first time since he managed it um, with Liverpool, that's not really going to have helped the situation in Newcastle with his ambitions because he wants to win trophies and he wants to win the biggest trophies. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he would have been looking on enviously because he has got a lot of got a lot of love for Liverpool because of the connection he's got with the city and the club. So I don't think it would have been a case of him looking on enviously, but 
he would have been looking at Liverpool uh, this season, especially in the Champions League, thinking that you know he he's capable of, of doing what Jurgen Klopp has done. And I mean, you know, what can you say about the Liverpool Champions League triumph? It's a brilliant story. The fact they've come back from beating Barcelona to get the final, yeah, it wasn't a great. It wasn't a great final by any stretch of the imagination, but it didn't have to be from their point of view. But from Rafa, from where Rafa was sitting, he will have thought, you know, I can still do this. I've still got a taste for being a, an ambitious club. That's the word that he's mentioned so many times, ambition. Uh, and he's challenged Newcastle to show that ambition. And from what I'm hearing about the what the talks um, in the last few weeks, Newcastle haven't really displayed the same level as ambition as him and that is a huge problem well certainly I mean Chris you mentioned an interesting point there that things are going to have to happen fast because if Benitez's contract doesn't get renewed then after getting a new manager then off the China a few weeks later um, trans window will already be what six weeks uh, into it then Newcastle are going to potentially need three or four at least uh, players just to balance the squad out let alone improve it Um so there's not really any time to, to to waste, is there? No, there's not. I mean, we were already seeing at the end of the season when Benitez's future hadn't been sorted by then that really Newcastle run out of time. Well, we're three and a bit weeks on, four weeks nearly on. And still Newcastle United don't know who the manager is going to be next season. We don't know if the owner is still going to be here in the short term, medium term. We don't know which players are going to be sold, whether Isaac Hayden is going to get his request to leave, whether Jose Perez is going to decide to stay all of these question marks are still hanging over the club and it's, it, it, it is frustrating because just the momentum they build up with that 4-0 win Fulham on the final day, that's completely evaporated now. Uh, the football has almost been forgotten about the, the on-field issues because everything is, is to do with off-field at the moment. It, it It's just so frustrating and everyone just needs a bit of a lift. I think if, if Benitez was to, to sign and commit himself, then suddenly things would change. But if, if Rafa Benitez was to go of his own accord, I know there was reports over the weekend that the Benzai group takeover, they may even want their own manager and there were some fairly uh, bold claims that they may go for someone like Arsene Wenger or Jose Mourinho. I think there were easy claims to make those well, seeing as both of them are out of work. But if Benitez... Uh, isn't to be the manager because he decides he doesn't want to sign a new contract then suddenly Newcastle are going to find themselves in a very very difficult situation they're going to have to find another manager they insist that Benitez has been the only one they've been thinking about they have someone they have potential candidates in the back of the mind but they haven't approached anyone so that's going to have to move quickly and managers are already moving around Newcastle risk getting maybe who wouldn't be their first choice to replace Benitez as well because the fact the situation has dragged on so long and another person who Newcastle fans would dearly love to see the club sign is Salman Rondon but over the weekend reports uh, have come out and said Wolves and West Ham now are leading the win and talks with one of those clubs have taken place between Rondon and his uh, between his representative Sarva and, and, and that club that's just it's it's bizarre considering the situation Newcastle were in where he was quite clearly happy. Okay, there might have been a few question marks over the wage he was demanding, but Newcastle essentially just had to offer him what he wanted and he would have they would have had the number nine that the fans have adored this season and number nine who's proved himself as well. Yeah, I think from the offset though, I think we've all felt uneasy about the Rondon situation because the truth is probably Newcastle don't want to sign him as a club. They don't want him. Rafa wants him. The fans want him. But as a club, 
they don't want to be paying a 29 year old potentially 130k a week for the next three years uh, because they think it's too much of a risk so uh, for me that one was always going to be debatable whether he would sign I'm not surprised that other clubs have moved ahead in their bid to sign him because you know he has got a ruthless team of representatives who you know if Newcastle won't entertain them they'll go elsewhere that's what happens in football you know there's no sentiment it's it's basically like can you pay the money yes or no if it's no someone else will and uh, it sadly looks like somebody else is going to close in on that deal it's highly frustrating isn't it we were talking about this Chris earlier in the week that you look at Giroud someone who I think is 33 um, <laughs> he's on a lot of money he cost um, in Chelsea quite a bit and yet you know he still grabs the goals and in today's football you could play on until you're 33, 34, 35 without any bother and still be playing you know 20, 30 games a season yeah and I, I was smirk almost when I considered the Dwight Gale situation Dwight Gale who thinks that only a year younger than Salomon Rondon he can guarantee that Newcastle United will be looking to extract as much as they possibly can in terms of a fee for him but when it comes to actually paying it themselves they're reluctant to do so and it just seems a curious situation I understand the logic behind the business model and I do think that for a club who doesn't have the financial resources of the top six at the moment I do see the logic in, in having that overarching model but what Benitez insists upon them having and what I agree with is there needs to be exceptions within that. Salman Rondon has come and improved himself and maybe you will only get two more years out of him. But what he will give you in those two years, for me, makes £16.5 million worthwhile. If he scores over the next two years, 20 to 30 goals, lays on a similar number of assists or half the number of assists, really develops a younger striker along the way. You've paid your way there. Even if you don't get the transfer fee back, the amount of value he's added in in terms of finishing the Premier League, what he's added to the other players, I think that that justifies itself. And that's the one thing I don't think Newcastle have ever quite taken on board. The intangible, they don't take that. Unless, unless they can actually see the material value and the money coming in and the potential selling value, they just I just don't think that the, the hierarchy there quite accept what someone can give you other than just price and, and money. Well, certainly, and just before we dive into some questions from our listeners, uh, just a word for John Joe Shelby back um, at the training ground, working hard. He, he did see he's off, I think, to Portugal this week, but he'll be still taking in some gym sessions over there. He's done this before, but it's it is it's a great thing to see a player making the most of um, pre-season. Well, yeah, I think he's, you know, he's, he hasn't exactly done it quietly. He's obviously made the people on the club website aware that he's back and he's been happy to sit down and do an interview, something that he hasn't always been happy to do, as we know very well. Um, you just wonder, is... Has he had some news about another club that may not want to sign him? And he's basically going to think, to be fair, he might have had some thinking time and thought, look, Newcastle could be the best club that, that is there for me now and I have to really knuckle down and, and prove myself next season. And look, good luck to him. You know that any player coming back to pre-season training a month early um, should be applauded and that's what he's done. So if that means we've got you know a fully fit John Joe Shelby ready to go for Newcastle United next season and he can perform at his best then I think that is a big it's a big plus for Newcastle most certainly and just before we do move on to questions you're going to be off to China for the pre-season tour and that's in what a month to six, six weeks time six weeks time yeah 
it's a bit alarming, isn't that? Right now, at this moment, with six weeks to go, and Newcastle United haven't got their manager tied down. Yeah, you look at it, and it's it's a strange one, really. And Rafa may know that he's going to sign this contract and think it'll be fine. I'll, we'll get it the week before June thirtieth. I'll sign it, and I'll be in preseason training as normal. And then he knows that he can then start reassuring the fan base. But at the minute, there's a big question mark there, and um, that is that is worrying. I think we we'll have to all, everybody has to sort of step back and just take a little bit of a calm breath and think there's got to be some progress sooner rather than later. There has to be. Um, so, you know, you can see a lot of, you know, remarks on, on social media. I'm sure you guys have had them as well about uh, where the story is. But you just have to basically sit back and then wait for the for this this to play its way out. We do indeed, right? I'm gonna just offer the questions up and whoever wants to answer them can can jump in. We've had a few sent over Twitter and email. We'll start with Craig Young, which it kinda of ties into what we have just um asked there, but can we expect any announcements from Newcastle this week regarding Rafa's contract? Or is it a case um of just sit tight for now? Well, Newcastle aren't going to speak until Benitez makes a decision either way, so it very much depends on, on where Benitez is at in terms of in his mind. Does does he want to sign or does he not want to sign? I think if he, if he doesn't want to sign, I think it'll probably drag on longer because I think he'll try and give Newcastle every opportunity and wait to see if he gets another offer. But if he's made his mind and he does want to stay, then potentially we, it could even be as soon as tomorrow. We have no information. Do not take it as that I'm saying that Rafa Benitez is going to sign a contract tomorrow. But it could it could be the case that at any point in the next few days, suddenly Benitez just says, but until that point, Newcastle aren't going to come out and speak until Benitez makes a firm decision. Do you want me to edit that bit out? No, no, stick, <laughs> stick that bit in because I was just making the point that it could be tomorrow. It, as I say, I repeat again, I have no information that it's going to be tomorrow, but that is just the way that these things go. It, it'll just, it needs Benitez to sign the contract before Newcastle will sign that They're not going to speak before he makes a decision either way. And the same question here, but regarding the takeover... Are we expecting anything this week? Any announcements, or is it a case of just sit tight and, and wait? Well, you just have to look at the Rafa Benitez situation, and you have to look at it. He hasn't he hasn't signed it yet. Newcastle haven't spoken on the record for forty seven days, as we're sitting here now. Um, so you wonder: is Rafa making them sweat? Is he making them worry? Is he is he still trying to squeeze a little bit more out of them? Is he trying to make them come back with a better offer um, only he can answer these questions we haven't had that we haven't had the access to him like the journalists at the Champions League final they they did but I'm pretty sure that they'll have had some kind of indication from him um, whether on or off the record of, of what his next move is going to be but it just seems like he's just thrown the whole thing wide open and basically there are Italian clubs that need managers, but does he want to? Does he want to go to Serie? A? The Premier League is where he, you want to be, really. But can he compete in the Premier League? He's sick of competing against relegation, so we'll have to wait and see. Second question from Raymond Stitch: uh, If the takeover does happen, would there be enough time to make an impact in this transfer window? So August the eighth, I think, is when the transfer window closes. I mean, we understanding that it's not even at the point where the Premier League are vetting 
his potential new owners. So that could take up to anything between two weeks and a month. It doesn't leave you very much time, does it? We've got eight weeks, haven't you? You've got eight weeks to sign players from now? Yeah, it'll be eight weeks. Yeah. Around eight weeks. Yeah. So that's, bearing in mind, it's taken Newcastle up to ten weeks to sign certain players in the last <laughs> few years, then that that would does, doesn't bode well. So if the takeover did come in and they've got you know money to burn, then great. But if there's more complications and hurdles... I think eight weeks is a very, very small amount of time. I mean, it's not going to be the answer anyone to hear, but unfortunately, it's a complete hypothetical. As we say, we can't even get answers out of Newcastle United at the moment about the takeover, so we can't assume that it's necessarily going to be imminent if it is going to happen at all. And so, we don't. We also don't know enough about the Binside Group. I don't think we haven't had any idea from them, any vision about what they're going to do when they come in. So. I, I, the honest answer is at this stage we really just don't know I'd say it, I'd agree with Lee I think it's going to be very tight if, if indeed it does even happen so I think for now fans are just going to have to work on the basis that Mike Ashley is owner that's what the transfer owner is going to be if something else happens and that changes then all for the better maybe and I guess it brings back to a point we mentioned before is that if Mike Ashley remains in charge of the club Newcastle especially in midfield for instance are going to need to bring in some players because if Hayden goes, the army goes, Shelby potentially goes, and then up front Rondon goes, Josh Lou potentially goes. What's that's that's a lot of players just to balance the squad out, let alone as we mentioned before, to improve it. And yeah, that this, can't happen overnight. No, it can't happen overnight. And so Rafa Benitez already has targets in mind. The club will have targets in mind recruitment wise, regardless of whether Benitez is here or not. But if a new manager was to come in, they'll have different ideas as to what, what they want to do. Is this is this squad even suited to them? Is it more of a Rafa Benitez squad? So all of this, just the longer this all of this uncertainty goes on, the more difficult an already testing window becomes. Now, this is quite a good question, actually, and I, I'm not sure anyone's really picked up on it. This is from Martin Nielsen um, over in Denmark, Danish Newcastle United fan. He thanks you two for all the good hours of entertainment and updates on the podcast. So thank you very much for that, Martin. And his question is, why do you think Mike Ashley is so eager to sell the club to a group or person who can take Newcastle United forward? As a businessman, I thought he was only interested in getting his money and then moving on. And it is quite an interesting question because, especially the last couple of times, he has stated that the person or a source close to him has stated the person that comes in has to have the money to take Newcastle United forward. So why do you think that is? I think it's because Mike Ashley doesn't want to be... He knows he's already unpopular with, with supporters and he doesn't want to be known as the man who sold it to somebody who could potentially make it even worse, uh, which is you know what we've seen at Leeds United. Um, Portsmouth. Portsmouth. There's so many examples, isn't there, of clubs where the current owner has made a quick book by selling them on and they've just plummeted down the leagues and I think maybe he just doesn't want to be the man who does that I think also the fact that because he's had so many time wasters or people he's referred to as time wasters if someone is going to match the asking price he wants the likelihood is they're going to be someone who's going to come and invest a lot because so basically I think it's also he's saying to people you're going to have to show me the money if you want to come buy this club I'm not going to I'm not going to deal with you if you if you don't have the resources to take it forward I don't believe that you'll even have the money to buy in the first place. So I think it's also that in it as well, that he's just basically thinking if someone has a lot of money, I'm more likely to be able to sell it onto them without having my time wasted like I have in the past decade. 
But we've sat here before and we've said, well, what does he make of protests? What does he make of the chance? And we've, we've all said, you know, he, do, he doesn't really care. So why do you think that changes in terms of, as you said, Lee, the kind of the attitude he would get if it does get sold on to someone who then makes it the situation potentially worse? I think he just, there might be other things tied into it. You know, there might be, we're still, we still don't know the whole HMRC thing as to my knowledge that that is still ongoing so we don't know if there's something connected with that as well uh, only he only he can answer some of these questions unfortunately um, mm. we'd all love to sit down and interview I'm sure as much as there's a lot of uh, unpopular remarks about Mike Ashley I'm pretty sure a lot of Newcastle fans would would enjoy going for a pint to put them questions to his face most certainly an autobiography would be an interesting take on Newcastle I mean just to close that question off, what do you think he sets the bars taking the club forward? What, what is that bar then? What is, in his mind, taking the club forward? Because he, as Newcastle United fans would quite rightly, rightly argue, hasn't done that over the last 12 years. Well, I think a lot of Newcastle United fans are probably sceptical about what he said and what his actions will actually be. I still have the opinion, if someone comes and offers him the money that he wants, I think that regardless of background he, he probably sell as long as it's a no strings attached he has the 350 million as he seems to want now so <clears throat> I, I, again I, I can't really answer that question I don't know what he'll necessarily sit the bar at but uh, another invitation to Mike Ashley if he does want to come and speak to, to Lee and myself then we'll, we'll certainly welcome him to come, <laughs> to come and have a chat and we'll put some of these questions to him well, certainly. if he does listen to the podcast I'm sure he does <laughs> um, yeah I mean so well, the final question really is just what next for Newcastle United it, 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 we just have to sit and wait don't we yeah I mean we'd like something to happen because nothing really material has happened over, over the last few weeks there's been a lot said because in terms of the takeover scenarios come onto the scene but actually what has materially happened in Newcastle United since the season ended and the answer is nothing nobody has been signed nobody has left the club the manager hasn't signed a new contract. The takeover has not yet happened. So something material has to happen. It simply has to. Benitez's contract runs out on June the 30th. So by July the 1st, either Rafa Benitez has signed a new deal or Newcastle United are looking for a new manager, have a new manager, have a caretaker manager in place. So essentially, I think Benitez's future is the next thing that will get resolved either way. I did say final question. This is the final question for both of you guys before we sign off. Um, just before I do, please remember to like and subscribe um, to the podcast, whichever platform you listen through. But if you're on iTunes, please remember to like a review as well. We do appreciate that. Uh, Matthew Lowe's makes an interesting point. If Rafa signs a contract in the next week or so and all this takeover stuff is still going on, does Rafa Benitez have room to sign players? Will Mike Ashley sanction that? Uh, I, I think he would. Yeah, I do. If he if he signs the contract, then then he pretty much has to because they've agreed a certain package um, in terms of how much there is to spend, and the head of recruitment has been flying around Europe in the last two weeks. So I'm sure Mike Ashley won't want to waste money on flights and things like that. Why would he do it? He would just call the whole thing to a standstill. He hasn't done that, you know. Uh, Eric, not Eric Nixon. He used to play for Tramier and go. <laughs> Steve Nixon, uh, he was the um, the guy who's who's been tasked with with getting all these names, and he's been around different stadiums in Europe. So, hope hopefully, you know there is 
some new blood coming through um, and hopefully Rafa does stay but at the minute only Rafa Benitez knows the answer to this and also the the money that is there is not Mike Ashley's money so, so you're saying the club can spend within their means the transfer budget that they have is within their means so that's 61 million plus whatever player sales there are so there's going to be 61 million pounds for Rafa Benitez for the season not just necessarily this window but for the season before player sales are taken into account so that money is already there regardless of whether a new owner is coming in or not so a new owner may come in and inject further cash potentially but that money is the club's money it would be there whether Meg Ashley was owner or not and so that money will be allowed to, to be put in to transfers Benitez may not be able to necessarily get the targets he wants say Salman Rondon or someone like that but he will have access to money Fingers crossed. Well, there you have it. Thank you very much for joining us. Head over to Chronicle Live to keep up to date with all the latest in Cast United news, including all the TakeOver uh, news. Thank you very much for joining us. Mm-hmm.